Well, good evening. It is truly a joy to be here, and I greet you in Jesus' name. And you heard Brother Terrell correctly. I was not here in 100% capacity. Probably to say 50% capacity would be a, uh, probably not even close because I do uh, believe that my better half has arrived. So I am so thankful that my wife Joyce is here and our 13-year-old son Hans. I do plan to share a bit tonight, give you a little bit of an overview of Olive Branch Mennonite Missions, so hopefully it'll encourage you in uh, your purpose for being in this world, and that is to, to reach out and maybe to other cultures. And then I do plan to have a few words. This is kind of uh, designated for youth night, so I'm blessed to see youth here. And I am encouraged when I am around youth. I, somebody once told me, if you want to feel young, hang around youth. And if you want to feel old, try to keep up with them. But I am so thankful that you are here and hopefully we can have a good time. But before I get into the, before I get into the Olive Branch presentation, I want to say, thank you. Thank you for the flowers. My wife texted me this week, I forget which day it was, and she said, look what showed up at my door. And I'm thinking, I don't think it was me. And then there was a little card from you all, so I wanted you to see it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a very kind gesture uh, from you. So I'm, you may or may not be familiar with Olive Branch Mennonite Missions, but uh, the vision and mission of Olive Branch is to advance the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost world for God's glory. And the specific way that we are engaging in that, there's many ways to do that, but our primary goal is to plant and establish churches. And I have been involved in Grenada. We lived there for seven years and I did have the privilege of working uh, here in, in, this, in the United States. We, I told you that we just uh, started a church two years ago uh, from our mother, mother church, Myerstown. And I will say this, if you're involved in church planning, it can be hard work because uh, it requires a lot of uh, spiritual, sometimes the physical things are easier to see and can become more uh, encouraging and motivating. But at any rate, that is the primary uh, purpose and, and uh, mission of Olive Branch. We're taking a verse this year and just kind of highlighting it, and we kind of I kind of built this PowerPoint presentation around this verse, and it is from Philippians 2.15, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. And sometimes we stop there, and we talk about all the darkness. And I'm just very thankful that we can know with confidence that among whom you shine as lights. And one of my goals as administrator of Olive Branch, I am the one that is uh, connected to the field, to the personnel in the field, and my goal is to remind them over and over and over that they are truly shining as lights. And I'd like to say to you here tonight, wherever you are and your ministry, living for the Lord Jesus, I don't care how dark the world gets or perverse and crooked it gets, following Jesus, you are shining as lights. 
The current locations that Olive Branch is involved with is Grenada, Nicaragua, and South Dakota. And that is, is the chronological order that they began. It was, I think it was 1987, a group of men got together and formed a board of, a board of directors, and their first work began in Grenada in 1987. And God has blessed the work in Grenada uh, over the years, and there are now three churches, and there are schools planted there as well. And I'll get into that a little more. I want to go through each one of these locations. This is just a little bit of an overview. And then in 1996, God opened the doors for a work in Cherry Creek, South Dakota. And that's among the, uh, the, in, in the Indian Reservation there along the Cheyenne River. And that's been a little bit of a harder work there among the native Indians, but nevertheless, there has been, uh, there has been some, a lot of seeds sown, and there has been fruit, but it's very hard to see with a visible church. Uh, we just continue on in, in ministry, and I'll get into that a little bit later. In 2003, the Lord opened up, uh, the door in Nicaragua, and that was on the heels of Hurricane Mitch. And I think some dear folks from India, from Indiana here were very instrumental in that from the, the Cuba church. And they reached out to Olive Branch. Olive Branch got in, involved in 2003 and uh, started a church in, in Lyon. There was a church in a little town called La Palmerita. And then uh, that kind of dissolved. And then the emphasis uh, went to Malpasillo. Uh, each one of the locations, there is a pastor, there is a business administrator, and personal workers and teachers if there is a school. So that's just a little bit of an overview of the current locations in Olive Branch. So I'm going to start uh, with Nicaragua, and I'm just going to ju- just show a, a several pictures and just give you a few, a little bit of an insight. There is the Malpasillo Church family. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go through and introduce them, but uh, that's uh, that's the picture there. There is the the s- small little church from the street view uh, in in Malpasillo. Now we're into Leon, and there is the Leon Church family, and there is the building the that they are using as uh uh, uh as the. The, the church is right over in this side, and then there is a they use this building for a school, and there's an apartment for single BSers on the top. Uh, a glimpse inside the church in Lyon, church life. There's uh, looks like a fellowship fellowship day with the ladies, and food that is designed to make you hungry if you uh, enjoy that type of food. There's a few random shots of of church life int- interaction. They're, they do quite a bit of sewing in Nicaragua. So some of the ladies are engaged in that. There they are doing some quilting. Here is uh, Jason Outhouse. He is, I'm going to call him the veteran missionary of, of uh, Nicaragua. I think it's going on 19 years that he is there. And we are so blessed with some of the long-term missionaries that we have. Long-term missionaries definitely bring strength to a mission. He's been there 19, uh, almost 19 years as a single man. And I don't know if anybody uh, knows him, but he, he just started dating this year. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, he is there fellowshipping with a man named Ricardo. And an interesting note there, he is a member, Ricardo is a member of the small church of Malpasio. And it's kind of ironic, but you may have heard of Jungle Breezes in, uh, in Guatemala. 
the couple, this couple here, he has a wife and two children. They were sent to Guatemala to serve with Jungle Breeze, uh, Jungle Breeze Ministries from the Malpasillo Church. So a small little church in Malpasillo sent uh, a family, a Nicaraguan family to, to Guatemala. So that's pretty exciting, although it leaves a tremendous vacancy there in Malpasillo. I was going to ask right up front, when I was going through all the locations, how many of you have been, is anybody here that has been to Nicaragua? I'm just curious. Okay? Brother Ron. Not Ron, right? Yeah, yeah. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, okay. Any has anybody been to Cherry Creek, South Dakota? Okay, a lot more. Yep. And how about Grenada? Okay, a few to Grenada. Nice. So, uh, so that is Jason Schantz's, uh wife, Krista, and she is there fellowshipping with that. That is Ricardo's wife. She is the she is also she she is the one that's serving in Guatemala currently. Uh, we have a school there, and it's primarily just for the Nathan Miller family, their children. I am I understand before my time with uh, as in this position at Olive Branch, they had uh, a school there prior, but it just didn't work out so good. Uh, the government would not recognize anything that they put into the school. So currently, we have a, a little school for the Nathan Miller family children. Uh, a few shots from the church youth. They're, they're doing a hike. And again, church youth from Nicaragua playing. It looks like that is in the backyard at Malpasillo. Playing another game, spike ball. I think this is a New Year's, New Year's Day celebration. The really neat thing about the, the work in Nicaragua, in Central America, there is a, there's, a, there's a lot more, they have quite a bit of fellowship with other, other people. Uh, we don't really have that in Grenada as much, but they're just, they were so encouraged to go, all the, the youth from the Waslala and some of the other uh, conservative missions got together and they had a Nicaragua Youth Institute. Uh, our youth came back so encouraged and motivated that there's so many more in 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 Nicaragua. Uh, there they had a chorus and and did a, a a program. Just dropping into I think this is, happens on Thursday nights. Uh, this is in Lyon. They have children's Bible classes. Uh, that is Brendan Martin there. And it's a blessing. We were there in we, we were there in the I think it was September, and I was so encouraged. There are some young men in, in the in, in the churches that are really showing promising signs of leadership. And right there you can see one of the, one of the men from, from Nicaragua is teaching the lesson. And there again, one of the sisters leading out. And that is just so encouraging. There's a few more shots of the Bible classes, the children's classes. There is Heidi Bowman, our, the, the single personal worker with some friends. This is a little Bible school that they held in another village, and I do not recall, even if I would know the name, I probably couldn't pronounce it very well in Spanish, but, uh, or convert it from Spanish to English, but they had a little a Bible school in another area. That's uh, some of these pictures here. So they are involved in quite a bit of, of, of ministry. There is one of our newest staff members, uh, Nelson Garcetti, and he had a vision to have community youth night in, the, in his backyard, so I think he started that and does that every Friday night, and it's, I'm, I'm understanding that it's a, a good turnout, 
and there's a lot of healthy interaction. There it is again on com Community Youth Night. Just a few pictures on ministry in daily life. And I know when, when we had our annual meeting uh, uh, a week ago, Jason Oldhouse was actually back for that and gave this presentation. He, he, he made the comment, he said, sometimes people ask him as a missionary, what do you do in a day? Well, that's really hard to answer. I mean, because in the middle of the day, I mean, we have our disruptions here, but for the most part, we have a little more of a scheduled life. Well, ministry and daily life happens. It just happens. We can, they can make plans, but it often, often changes. There is more ministry in daily life. Two of our single workers. Some of you may know this young lady here, I think from Indiana, uh, Rachel Miller, Ken Miller's daughter. So she just completed her, her, her term with Olive Branch. Uh, here's just two pictures that are interesting. Uh, it's, a new, it's kind of a new type of ministry. This is Brendan Martin. He's the pastor at Lyon. He was a professional firefighter in, in Missouri. So he's kind of taken some of his professional firefighting skills, and he's really made friends with the, uh, with the, the firefighters in Lyon. And I was, had the privilege of going with Brendan into Lyon, into the fire company, and, and he walks in, and wow, I was just so encouraged to see the interaction. And he does some volunteer firefighting with the Lyon uh, fire company. And this is amazing, but he was able to get... Uh, uh, a new truck, I don't know how he jumped all the hoops, but here is a new truck being delivered by the United States. Uh, uh, U.S. Air Force is drop, dropping off a truck that was donated by, he made the connections. So uh, some more interesting ways that they are uh, interacting there in Nicaragua. There's just some more uh, inter interaction in daily life. Some good food in Nicaragua. There, Nathan Miller family is being called to the bedside of a, of a very sick man. Again, another picture of ministry in Nicaragua. That is Phil and, and Wendy Bauman. Phil Bauman served many years as a single and married this young lady who is a native of Nicaragua, and they currently just moved up to Canada where Phil is from. And I think they're working on her, getting her residency. Uh, there they're out in a peanut field. Uh, I'm told, I've never experienced this, but I'm told that after the peanut harvest happens, anybody is welcome to go out in the field and get the fragments and, and the remains, and that's what the, this group is doing. They're picking, they're uh, harvesting some leftover peanuts. Nicaragua has a, a lot of volcanic activity, and here is some boiling springs that we visited while we were there, and it is truly amazing. It has a terrible smell if you've ever been there. Jason Oldhouse, again, he has, uh, he's quite an, uh, a Nicaraguan entrepreneur, but he has a pretty sizable chicken uh, poultry operation, and here he rigged up this really neat bicycle. There's pedals there, so he pedals his bicycle and brings his little conveyor of eggs in. Uh, very impressive, to say the least, from my opinion. There are some youth are hiking up to the volcano, and there is a few shots of downtown Lyon. And I'm going to introduce to you quickly the Malpasillo staff. In the center is Jason Oldhouse, and on the left is Nelson and, Maggie, Nelson and Megan Garcetti, and Jason and, and Krista Schoentz. And in Lyon, 
is the Nathan Miller family and Brendan and Janessa Martin and Alyssa Groff and Heidi Bowman are the single BSers at the moment. So that's just a real quick glimpse of what is happening in, in Nicaragua, and I'm going to move on to a little bit closer home. This is Cherry Creek, and we're going to drop into the Cheyenne River Indian Reservation. Like I said, OBM got involved in somewhere around 1996, and I can't emphasize the fact that this is a very spiritually dark place. Uh, the majority are on welfare. We currently have two two families and four singles that are on staff, and I just thank God that they are shining as lights. Just a few ways that we are involved in ministry there in South Dakota, preaching the word, Bible studies, there's a Christian school there, vacation Bible school is a pretty big deal in Cherry Creek, there's a cheer bundle ministry, there's a lot of community interaction, and then uh, via Tire shop, pop shop, coffee shop, a lot of shops there. But I'm going to give you a couple, uh, just glimpses of each, each one of them. So you've been to Cherry Creek. Those of you that have been to Cherry Creek, you drove and you drove and you drove and you drove through no man's land, all right? And you wondered if you'll ever see a house again. Not quite. But, and then finally out of nowhere, you come to this little sign, welcome to Cherry Creek. And then there you can see Cherry Creek, uh, some, a panoramic view there. That's basically uh, all it is. There's another shot of of Cherry Creek from a little further further away. There is the Cherry Creek. It is a tributary of the Cheyenne River, and I'm told that along this creek there were cherry trees, and thus the name Cherry Creek. So we're going to come in a little bit closer, and we get a street view. That's what it looks like in Cherry Creek. At the end of the little road on the end of town is the little church, and little white church, and that is where the gospel of Jesus Christ is shared every Sunday. And sometimes I forget that. That, that, that's just, that is just a blessing. It is the only church that has... Uh, incidentally, there's a several churches in, in Cherry Creek, but it, this is the only church that has a service every, every Sunday. The Catholics have a church there. I'm not sure how often, but it's very rare that they hold a service. The Baptists had a, had a church. In fact, I think this was the Baptist church that, that basically gave it to, to, uh, Olive Branch to use. And dropping inside here, that is, uh, Jeff Dieter, who is the current pastor, is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Gets very cold in Cherry Creek, and we were out in, uh, I think it may have been the end of October, beginning of November, and it was just a cold, blistery day. In the back of the church is this wood stove, and it's a good place to gather on a really, really cold winter day. There is a picture of ladies' Bible study. Happens on Thursday night. I'm not sure exactly how often. It's not every Thursday night, but... There's normally a very good turnout at the ladies' Bible study. The ladies seem to uh, are seem to be a lot more open to Bible study than a lot of the men. So there, Shanna Dieter is is engaging in Bible study. When we were out, they were going through the Book of James. Dropping into the school for a couple pictures, there is Nick Fox in his classroom. They have two two classrooms. Uh, 
On the right, you'll see Carla Horst in her classroom. She teaches the younger ones, and then Nick Fox teaches the older ones. And on the left, you'll see them taking the entire school uh, body to on a field trip and dropping in at a pizza, 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 ranch, pizza ranch for lunch. I said vacation Bible school is a big thing. It happens usually in June. There's a, a couple from our area, Mike and Joel Weaver, who they had been staff out there several years ago. They've been coordinating it, and they have a, it's usually a very good time, a good turnout. There you see a picture of the 2022 Bible school team. And on the left, you'll see uh, some, that is actually, on the left is not, it is the Bible school team, but it's off hours. It's not during Bible school, but there some of the young people are interacting with the uh, children of Cherry Creek. And on the right, you'll see Cherry, uh, Bible school in action. This is the younger grades taking a break, and that is the youth class sitting in a circle and doing their lesson. Just another shot of uh, Bible school. The big picture there is is the the ladies doing. Uh, uh, the, the last night, every class gives a program, and there is a ladies' class. Uh, actually, that is the ladies' class as well. Other two pictures are just kind of random pictures that have happened during during the week. They do they do two Bible schools. This team that goes out, they'll do the the Eagle Butte Bible School in the afternoon. Morning is all preparation. I'm told that not much happens in the morning out in the reservation, but in the afternoon. In the afternoon, uh, they have they go up to Eagle Butte and have a Bible school, and there you can see Bible school orientation, and I think that is a craft station and so on. Uh, I don't know if anybody has been to Eagle Butte, but in the background there you see the the prison, and that has been uh, a means of ministry over the years. COVID had brought some complications and closed that for a while, but a, a lot of a lot of ministry has been done in the Eagle Butte prison as well. Uh, moving on to cheer bundles a little bit. I think some of you have been involved in cheer bundles. Uh, it's kind of a big thing back in our area. Uh, the way it works is families, youth groups, whoever, they get together and put together these little bundles. Uh, some are kitchen bundles and some are bath bundles. And uh, I forget the exact number, but it was probably somewhere close to 1,000 that were sent out to Cherry Creek this year and then they're stored, and right around the Christmas, Christmas season, they are delivered to the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the homes. I had to go back into the archives a little bit for this picture. This is a real, really old picture because we didn't have any real reason. I, I couldn't get my hands on any real recent ones, but I just thought that was pretty neat how they got shopping carts and walked and went through the, through the village of Cherry Creek handing out the, the cheer bundles. I mentioned all the shops, so I'm going to just get to give you a little window into each one. Oh, by the way, there's no, there, there's no stores in Cherry Creek, none. The only thing that is, uh, is open is the, the, the three shops that Olive Branch has, has started. And the one is the, the pop shop. And to me, at first glance, it was like, really? We're, we're feeding all the junk food to... It, actually, there's a lot more than junk food. They're, they make hamburgers, hot dogs, and pretzels, and what have you. But it's, a, it's like a little fast food store. If you, if you visit Cherry Creek, very likely you'll get the, you'll get the opportunity to run the, the, the pop shop for uh, as, as long as you want. Uh, we've done it. And actually, it's a really neat way to interact with the community. They come in and... Uh, you serve them whatever they want, and there's actually some, some income that, that comes through. 
uh, bear in mind, to go get any kind of a hamburger or a hot dog or any kind of thing, they're going to drive probably, uh, they're going to drive really, really far. So anyway, that's one thing that happens in, in Cherry Creek. Uh, coffee shop, that is open on Friday nights. And I don't know if you're any coffee uh, that's really into coffee, but if you want a good coffee for half, no, a fraction of the price of Starbucks, uh, go ahead, try it out. Try Cherry Creek. Uh, there's their menu. 75 cents for a coffee and a dollar for a cappuccino, and they're pretty good. Anyway, that happens on a, on a Friday night. But, of course, it is not just for coffee's sake. It is, it is a, a way for community interaction. And I was impressed. This is also two more shots of, of a coffee shop night when we were out. Uh, there's just a lot of interaction. They set up uh, tables and have some games and uh, coloring and activities for the children, even the adults. I've seen several adults sitting down, coloring pictures, uh, a way of interacting with the, with the community. Coffee shop. And the, the last one is the tire shop. That is Eugene Weaver. Uh, no, Eugene Martin, I think. Yeah, it's Eugene Martin. Uh, speaking of veteran veteran uh, missionaries he's been in cherry creek a long time i'm gonna guess it's it's uh i think it's a little shy of 20 years but he's been there a long time and he just thrives in his little tire shop and it is very common for him to engage in in conversation he in the back i should have taken a picture but in the back of his shop is uh is a wood stove that i'm told in the heart of winter natives will come in and they'll just sit around the the, the warm stove and just have good conversation. So, tire shop, there's Eugene again doing what he does best. He can usually uh, get the job done. There's his little office and there's his little uh, literature rack right outside his office. There's just a little a picture of the, the building that all these shops happen. So, over here is the tire shop. This is the, the pop shop, and over here is the school, and that is where they would have the, the coffee shop as well. And one more picture, uh, the, pop sh- the pop shop is closed, but there is Jeff Dieter uh, having a conversation with Joseph Dupree, and there again, that's, that's the essence of mission life, just sitting down, I mean, just uh, taking time out of your day to have a conversation. Uh, real quickly, here is the staff that is currently serving Jeff and Shanna Dieter with their children. He is serving as the field director, and he's also serving as the pastor. And we just added one more slash to his responsibilities. The business administrator went home last or terminated last week, so he has a very full plate. So if anybody would like to just travel not too far from here, could just go to Cherry Creek and be involved in business administration or the physical aspect, I would love to talk to you afterwards. But the desperate need out there in Cherry Creek. There is Eugene Martin. He is a personal worker, works in the tire shop. There's Nick Fox, school teacher. And we have two single ladies out there currently. Carla Horst is a school teacher, and Kaya Snyder just joined the team in February. She's from Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and she is serving as a personal worker. So that is a little glimpse of what's happening in Cherry Creek. And lastly, a little bit of Grenada. If you don't know where Grenada is, there you go. It's down in the heart of the the Caribbean. 
and you had this little island that's about 10 miles wide by 20 miles long approximately. And in 1987, God opened the door for Olive Branch to, to minister there. Uh, Grenada is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the beaches, the, wa- the points that jut out into the water, the ocean, it is absolutely beautiful. I, just saying it's beautiful is an understatement. You have to see it. And then you get in, in the heart of Grenada, away from the, the, uh, the, the beaches and the points, you have the tropic of the lush uh, rainforest, the tropics part of it. This Granitang Lake is really beautiful. And I will say this, I, I'm, I marvel how there is two worlds tucked in that, two, tucked in that small island. And I, just, I had to go online to get that picture there because I was never there. Uh, that's a resort that's in Grenada, but that's, Grenada has a lot of tourism, so there's a lot of resorts, but that's really Grenada right here. Now, that's probably the most primitive part of Grenada, of course, but I've been there often, and maybe if some of you went to Grenada and went to the coconut up in the Lara, Lara area, that's it. Incidentally, you may or may not have heard of Pastor Conhai, who is pastoring the Laura Church. Uh, that's where he grew up. So have a lot of good friends in, in the coconut. I put that picture in there just to make you hungry. I mean, that's about as good as food can get right there. It's called, that's their national dish, by the way. It's called Oil Down, and that is Miss Linthia, one of the sisters from Labory that is making that. And the market at St. George's, I don't have too much on the uh, the food and that part of it t- tonight. There's just a, a picture of uh, Grenada. Uh, the airport is right down here. That's the Limes. And you're going up to Labory. And Lara Church would be somewhere about right in here in the St. David's area. So most, actually, most of what happens in Grenada happens right down here. But there is uh, a lot of civilization and some major towns up north as well. But most of what happens in Grenada is going to happen right down in this area. Shining as lights in Grenada. A few ways we do that. Preaching the word, again, uh, a lot of crusades in Grenada. I'll have a few pictures on that later. Bible conferences, we do a lot of that. Bible studies, There are we have Christian schools there a lot of children's ministry, a lot of community interaction, and again, we'll give you a few pictures of each one of them. Limes was the first church that Olive Branch planted, and that's real close to the airport. There is the, the Limes com- the compound, and inside, that is the current pastor right now, uh, Lamar Horst, or he is actually serving as an assistant pastor. Uh, we have a Grenadian native man that is serving as, as pastor, uh, I have a, uh, a little bit more on him a little bit later. And then on the right is a young man. Uh, his name is Carlos, and that's at the Limes, and they're doing a sword drill there. Hold your Bible up, say a reference, and first person to find it stands up and reads it. So moving into Labory, there is the Labory Church right along the main road in Labory, and just a shot of inside. I think that is... Uh, uh, evening song. No, it looks like it's a, it's a morning. So there looks like they're singing in that picture. I put a picture here of the Laura, just in case you may be interested. Now, Laura is is uh, not functioning under Olive Branch. They are working as an indigenous church, completely independent from Olive Branch. 
If you've been there, you know about that treacherous track. I've always said, if it ever snows in Grenada, I pity the poor folks that, no, it will never snow. I don't think it'll ever snow in Grenada. But uh, if you've been to Laura, that used to be more of a natural wood-looking church. They painted it. And we had the privilege of attending a service up uh, while we were there. And we were just there in December. And that is uh, Pastor Conhai and his wife, Andrea. And that couple there is Kellon and Annika. And those are the two couples that are pri- the primarily uh, provide leadership. Uh, we really enjoyed our, <clears throat> our time with them. That's a picture of the uh, current uh, all, all staff that are serving with Olive Branch now. And I'll quickly introduce them. Leonard and Jen Bauman, he serves as a pastor in Labory. He's also the field director. And there is Jared and Cherie Weber. They are serve, he is serving as a principal at the Labory School, and he's, go, he's going to be terminating his uh, term of service in, in uh, the end of the school year, he's going home somewhere around August, so we're looking for a replacement for him, somebody to be involved in the school at Labory. That is the three single young ladies that are serving in Labory, Elise Otto, and I understand that she has some relatives uh, here. I think... Uh, an aunt and uncle, something like that. In fact, uh, this one over here is my da- our daughter, Alana, and that's Emily Martin serving as assistant pr- principal. So, uh, yeah, I think I may, may have said it, but Elise Otto asked my daughter, hey, where's your dad going? And she texts me, and I said, Salem Mennonite? And she said, ah, I thought so. I wondered because she has relatives here. So those of you that know Elise. There is the... Lamar and Grace uh, Horse family, and they are serving, he is serving as pastor, or I could say assistant pastor at the Limes. Uh, Brett and Teresa Eberly does the business administration. He's the one who handles all the finances and the maintenance items and so forth. They're fairly new there. Just a tremendous asset to the team. Two single uh, ladies that are serving as teachers at the Limes School. And there is Sammy and Jana Mabson. Uh, Sammy, I just cannot... To say that Sammy is an asset to the whole work of Olive Branch, the churches in Grenada, is an understatement. I just He is just such a blessing. Tremendous. Uh, really, really appreciate, <clears throat> appreciate him. Uh, there, Sammy was ordained two years ago, and that's just one picture of Sammy's ordination. I said there's a lot of crusades. Uh, crusades, uh, another name for revival meetings. In Grenada, they call them crusades. And sometimes it's in the church, sometimes it's outside. Very typical scene. Set up a sound system, maybe sometimes set up a little tent, and uh, preach the gospel. And Terrell, you know all about that, right? Uh, it's a wonderful when the preaching of the word brings forth fruit. And there on the far left, Sammy Mabson is, is giving, is, uh, three young folks from the Limes are, were baptized. And there they're saying their vows. And the center is a young man from Labory. And on the right, you see, uh, the, a large support group from the churches. The churches get together for the baptisms. That is, uh, a picture of Grenada Bible Institute. So that happens every other year. All the youth go up country to uh, to that facility, and they have 
usually a, a week of, of classes. You, always a good time. In this past December, did something new and did a marriage seminar. And some of the staff weren't quite sure how it would work out, but the Grenada pastors got together and they said, we really should have a marriage seminar. By the way, homes are very broken. I mean, it's, it's becoming a broken record around the, around the globe. But in, in Grenada, it's just hard to find a, a unit where there's a mother and a father who love each other and have a home. And so much is, the older I get, the more I understand that's, that the, so much depends on the marriages. And anyway, we did a marriage seminar, and it was just a, what was so encouraging to me is I think almost every couple that they invited to the marriage seminar came. And they were just very hunger, hungry for, for teaching on, on marriage. Uh, the venue, that's inside the Laura Church, by the way. The Laura Church is probably the best, it's the most secluded of the three churches, and it was just a, a good venue for, for the seminar. There is Pastor Kanhai. He was just 100% all into this. And when it came to setting up on some of the work, he was there uh, pulling out tables, setting them up, and that's inside the basement of the Laura Church, uh, improvising and is making it nice and neat and special as we possibly could to have a, a, a banquet. And the last few pictures are just random pictures of the banquet that that we had. A really good good uh, good night. It was two two nights with the uh, finale being the banquet. Uh, dropping in here at Bo- a boys club on uh, Thursday nights. This is in Laboree. Uh, under the church, boys clubs anywhere, 10 to 20 boys show up, starts with a few very uh, vigorous games, and there is a rewards, uh, in, uh, I should say there's incentive for behavior, attitude, attendance, and all of that, and usually, and then followed up by a Bible lesson or some kind of lesson, and then a snack. And this is a Jared Weaver. Uh, they had... Jared and Shree had a son, they named him Isaac, and he was born six weeks early. And if, you're familiar, if you know anything about uh, the Grenada healthcare system, his life was in the balance, uh, little Isaac, for several days. And it was, it was uh, a blessing to see him pull through. And this, was the, this, would, this happened while we were there in December. Jared just took his little boy and had used him for an object lesson. And it was just neat to see the attention of the, the, young, the young children taking a, a teachable moment. Vacation Bible School happens over Easter break. There is a few shots from, uh, from Limes and Laura. I'm sorry, Limes and, and Labrie. And now these pictures, just a few pictures about the, uh, from school. This picture here is the uh, school program, and just some random pictures. This one, I just, I, I just really, really like that picture because I know that little boy. <laughs> His name is Javier, and he makes so many trips to the principal's office. But he is so much fun. He is just such a handful of fun. Uh, one of those little boys that you just love to, to just adopt, right? But there you can see he did something wrong. And, you know, that kind of teaching, that kind of discipline is just something that's rare. Firm, but loving. 
I'm telling you, that picture encapsulates so much of what happens at, at, at school at Olive Branch. Far more than maybe academics, but I uh, love that picture. Independence Day is a really big thing. The day before Independence Day, they, they have what they call Color Day. So everybody dresses up in the Grenada colors, and it is a, a really fun day. It topped off with that wonderful food called Oil Down. Uh, just some more pic- random pictures of, uh, of school, Lime's program. That's what they call School Beach Day. <laughs> Gotta love little boys, right? <laughs> what they don't come up with. And there is a tr- track and field day at the Lime's. There is the Lime's school on the left, Labrie school staff on the right. Uh, over the years, there's a, there's definitely a shift towards a lot more Grenadian staff, and that's that is what we are shooting for. I don't know if it will, if it's uh, if it's attainable, but it would be such a blessing to see at least the churches be completely self self supporting and governing, and uh, the schools that might be a long shot, but there's definitely a lot more Grenadians that are being involved with that, so that is is encouraging. A few more pictures. There's some work projects. Uh, that is where Pastor Sammy lives. So he had a work day. Uh, he's making a little place to park uh, his vehicle in front of his house, and some of the staff are helping him. The picture in the middle, that's actually not a Home Depot delivery. That's what happens when the board is longer than the Olive Branch bus. And on the right, uh, Brett Eberly is helping his neighbor repair his, his steps. Work projects, just another way that they interact with the community. Uh, old Year's Night celebration. By the way, if you've been to Grenada, you don't celebrate New Year's. I never quite figured that out, but it's called Old Year's Night. So that happened on December 31. And there is uh, Brett. Looks like they have a, a pinata and then some uh, snack that's happening at old December 31st, what they call Old Year's Night Celebration. A few more pictures there of community interaction. There, one of the staff is helping uh, Kenneth Granger with a weed eater, and that is, uh, that is Grace Horst taking one of uh, uh, her grandchildren to a, a neighbor lady. And on the right, you're going to see a man from Labory. We call him Boop. But he is showing the staff how to peel and scrape cinnamon. Community interaction, another way that, that the staff are shining as lights. And my last picture. Here, we're going to circle back to school. Here, you see a school student on a field trip. I'm going to call him Johnny. It's not his real name. But he's just gazing across the harbor. He's up at Fort George. If you're familiar with Grenada at all, he's up this beautiful fort up in the hill called Fort George. And he's looking across the harbor to, uh, to the beauty of the docks and so forth. He's just looking with a long gaze. And then he looks up to... You can hardly see it, but there's a long yellow building on top of the hill. And he says to his teacher, he says, Miss, you know that long 
building up on the top, that's the prison. And this teacher says, I know. And then he says, Miss, you know, my father there. And his eyes have a long, sad, longing look. And this teacher don't know what to say. And this little Johnny says, Miss, my mother telling me he's coming home for Christmas. She telling me that for two years now. But he never come. And she telling me that he's coming home this year. But I don't believe it. This teacher don't know what to say. And he says, Miss, my mother just have a next man now. But he's not my father. This teacher just stands beside him. All words rip from her mouth. All the teacher could do was put her arm around him as they gaze at the long yellow building up on top of the hill. Finally, Miss Teacher says just a few words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How can it be that an eight-year-old boy has to stand there on probably one of the most beautiful points of Grenada and gaze across the harbor while the world rushes by and deal with such internal pain. And that's just one of the many, many, many stories that are written across Grenada and the world we live in. But God, in his sovereignty, takes his people and places them at strategic spots like that. So in such a time as this, without a lot of words, able to put an arm around a little boy and be the arms and the feet of Jesus. If you want to explore more, obmm.org, easy to, easy to remember. There is a website. Uh, there's a really nice page on there called Application Form. <laughs> and if God would lead you, call you, maybe you could be one of those people that he would place for such a time as this. There is a place to donate, uh, a donation. You can do it online as well. If you're interested in newsletters, I think maybe you get them here. Uh, there's, a, there's a place to... You can actually access the last few newsletters on the website, and you, there's a place to sign up for a newsletter. We have two. We have a single girl named Jessica Groff and the Aaron Heatwell family that is planning to join the Nicaragua team in 2023. Later this summer... Uh, there we have current opportunities, and the one is very, very urgent, and that is a business administrator for Cherry Creek, South Dakota. Uh, 
I'd really like to add a, a, a young man to the team in Cherry Creek to serve as a personal worker. We're going to need a pastor couple for the Labrie Mennonite Church and a male school principal for Labrie. That's this summer. We need one lady for the school year that starts in, in September in Grenada. So some opportunities there just in case God would be calling you. And that is the end of the Olive Branch presentation. Just take a minute. If anybody has any questions, I'll do my best to answer before I have a word for the youth. Okay, this will be very short. I was seeking the Lord. What could I, what could I share for the young people tonight? What? I mean, there's so many topics that are so relevant and pertinent to youth. And I think the Lord gave me one. It's one line. And I want you to remember it. In fact, it's not limited, it's not limited to youth. Maybe more towards youth because of just life may look like it's all in front of them. Here's the word that I'd like to share. Don't waste your life. Don't do it. I pondered a little bit, how could a person waste their life? How could you do it? And I like to try to boil things down. And I tried to boil it down, boil it down, boil it down, boil it down. And I boiled it down to one word. My opinion. And it's self. Don't live a life of self. It's so easy to do. You can live a life of self and and look good to almost all society, even in so many organizations, even churches. Don't do it. Live a selfless life, and then you won't waste it. What should it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? That's one way you could waste your life. One way to waste your life is just live for yourself and never give your give your life to Jesus. The end of I'm going to give you one picture of a man that did that at the end of it, and you may know him. I know you may 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 have heard of him. That's one way to do it. I don't know a lot about this song, and I'm not going to sing it. How many of you know? Must I go in empty-handed? Okay, more than I thought. I haven't sang that song. I remember singing it as a boy. I don't know when I sang that song last, but just, as I was preparing, it just dawned on me. And I, I think if I have it right, the history behind the song was attributed to a young man that gave his life to Jesus and then on his deathbed. And he was so grieved that he just didn't have one... He, didn't, he felt like he didn't have anything. And in a sense, we don't. So I kind of, you know, there's some actually some tension in my being when I think of the song because we don't want to have the mentality that we, oh, I bring all this to God. You know, I've done this and I, no. But there is that, I think, a way to, to, to waste your life is not be involved in serving others. That's going to equate in a wasted life.
And if I could just maybe give you two pictures of motivations to, at least for me, to engage. Here's one. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations, of all kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb. I don't know about you, but that makes me, that gets me motivated. And I get excited. That's real. That's going to happen. I'm, I'm hoping, I, I want to be, I, I'm going to be there. You going to be there? Not only to be there, I want to be instrumental in, in, in the program right there. I, I think every person that's there has been influenced by somebody. And I, I said this the first night, or one of the first nights, is that I'm one of those guys that believes that it would be very healthy for every North American to live an extended period of their life in another culture. So we can appreciate the, the, the fact that there will be all nations there. There will be all kindreds of people and tongues. They're, they're going to be there. They will. That's a fact. That's not a, that's not a possibility. That's going to that's happen. But that's going to involve people like us that are going to be involved. So I can't think of a more noble thing as a, as a young person or older too, uh, to be just to be, to be devoted to that. And then don't, don't ever think that you, you need to cross the, 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 uh, cross the sea and live in a foreign country to, to be involved with that. That's not true. But without doing some of that, you know, Jesus said, go ye therefore, all nations. So it, it has to happen. But sometimes we think somebody will, somebody will. Uh, there's one other motivating scripture that I'd like to put before all of us, especially youth. And here is my life's verse. Somebody, I don't know if you have a life's verse or a life, something that drives you. Uh, I remember being encouraged to, to develop one and find one. And, and this, this is mine. I just, I love the story of Abraham. And when God called him, he said three things. And I'm not going to unpack this, but I want to drop in and get three nuggets from this uh, promise to Abraham. Here they are. And this is, this is what I try to govern everything in my life. I will bless you. Has God blessed you tonight? Absolutely. You will be a blessing. And if you can get those two things, if you get the fact that you're blessed, and then I will be a blessing. I Remember we said, I will? I will. God said, I will. You shall. This almost sounds haughty. And I, I'm careful how I say this, but I believe it. I believe this. I believe that when you get the fact that you God has blessed you, oh, I'm so blessed. I am going to be a blessing. And just those two things are going to equate in you. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. I may never go to Pakistan. I may never go to North Korea. But by my dedication and your dedication, understand that you have been blessed and you're going to be a blessing, that's going to in some way unleash 
uh, the means for the gospel to go to everywhere. It could involve me going to one of those places. It could involve you going to one of those places, but that's just a passion of mine. And as a young person, I just want to encourage you, uh, don't ever lose sight of the great multitude that's going to be there, and you can have a part in it. And the blessing, you've been so blessed. I'd love to make an outline of the blessings. One time I did it for myself. Just stop and just jotted down the blessing, my heritage, my just, yeah. Anybody know him? Babe Ruth. Now, what does Babe Ruth have to do with an olive branch presentation and a youth presentation? A lot. I mean, he hit, what, 700 and some home runs. Wow. He held the record for 40-some years until somebody else passed him. And I think, I think he's somewhere in the top five today yet. Wow. Babe Ruth. What a Babe Ruth dies at 53. Suffered of uh, some kind of throat cancer. I just heard this about Babe Ruth. He he lived he lived a very wicked life. That's a fact. You don't have to do much study and that you, you'll find that you'll find that Easily on the on pretty much any study you do on Babe Ruth. A pastor visited him at the very end of his life. Babe Ruth said, When I consider my life, I never got to first base. Do you know what I hear him say? I hear him say, I wasted my life. Get this and get it good. Talking to myself, don't waste your life. Wasting your life is so easy to do and has so many different facets. And back to those two pictures of Revelation 7 and Genesis 12. Allow those two pictures to just burn, burn, burn deep down in. You won't waste your life. And you will be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing, and I am convinced that all the world will be blessed if we get a hold of those simple principles. So God bless you and keep you and lead you and guide you. And always be open to wherever God would lead you. Don't hear me say that, oh, this is about Olive Branch and you got to go serve with Olive Branch. But if God does say that, I'd love to talk to you. But I will say this emphatically to everybody, don't waste your life. Don't do it. Many do. Don't let it be you. God bless you. And I'll turn it back to Brother Terrell.